Metaphysician 7, the Rantcast. Now, it's interesting because I, um, so basically my early, my kind of routine in the morning is before I leave the house, I record a rant and then I re-listen to the rant or parts of the rant while working out. And then that'll either give me some, some more shit to talk about or whatever, or I'll hop back in. You guys can hear it if you listen. <laughs> you can hear how choppy it is. That's because I'll often stop recording, then go continue to work out and then listen back and so on. Anyway, I was re-listening to the whole last episode. And in there I said something like, yeah, urban exploration is hard to kind of talk about because, you know, it's what I was getting at, but I didn't really complete the thought was... <laughs> Because it's Ur- Urbex is more like a visual thing. It's like, you know, it's a pictures thing. But then in reality, it's like you see these Urbex IG profiles and it's like you there's a little blurb about the, the place you're exploring underneath the post or the picture. So I'm like, all right. So it's really not what I was saying in that last episode was complete and total zero out of ten bullshit. You can talk about it. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to read this blurb from Wikipedia about Ottawa South, a.k.a. South Ottawa. Um, In a certain way, you know, it's interesting, the immigrant experience, because in a way, if you're an immigrant going to South Ottawa in the 80s and shit, in the the mid, even in the 70s, because there's parts of, so like Herringate, which if you scroll into my IG feed, you're going to see a lot of pictures from Herringate. Herringate is basically where like, when my dad moved here from Montreal, because he had, he lived in Montreal in like the 70s and the, maybe even the 60s. Anyway, in the 70s, he was in Montreal. Then he came to Ottawa, to South Ottawa. He came to Herringate City, which is like the, the quote-unquote like danger zone, which it is actually because there's been <laughs> almost countless shootings there over the years and then like it ratchets it ratchets up in certain months and so on there's a bunch there's a bunch of shootings in april anyway um so he lived there and so that part of the that part of south ottawa has been there since 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 the 50s probably the 60s i know i'm just throwing a, a decade range out there but the point is the further south down bank street you go the kind of newer it is um and so Greenboro kind of falls into that range of, you know, it's a development that I guess at this point it's like 25, 30 years old, but it wasn't always there. And we were kind of, my family was like in the first, in, when that place was forest, it almost has that kind of, front, it's like the frontier story. It's like you go somewhere when there's nothing there, you go make something out of it, and then you become entrenched in the community. But my family doesn't live there anymore, obviously. Um, but I still live kind of close by. Anyway, the reason why I'm even ranting right now is to go on Wikipedia <laughs> to go into the into the Ottawa South little section. And I often, and if you listen to this, you often know that I read shit from Wikipedia a lot. And it was funny. I went to this dinner months ago, and they were like, "Yeah, Wikipedia." Like this is like an older person. They're like, "I know this maybe sounds ageist." They're like, "Wikipedia is Wikipedia legit?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Do people still doubt?" It's like the same. It's like the thing with cat videos. It's like I remember in the early days of Wikipedia, people had kind of a gripe. Wikipedia is older than even like a lot of the social media, right? Like Wikipedia has been there since like it was kind of Wikipedia is basically the thing that usurped Encarta, 
for those of us that remember Encarta. Many of us should. I remember Encarta was my... So in my... So I lived... I split my time across two houses. There was my father's house. Um, and then there was my mother's house. My mother's house, we didn't have internet. We had internet later on. Um, we had internet more in like... We had dial-up modem, but it was more something we had in 2000. And, well, we had Napster. I had Napster, so... Yeah, it was like 99, 2000 or whatever. So, but in my in my dad's house, because he his whole career was computers, we had internet earlier on. So I would mostly use internet there on the week, every, every other weekend. But at home in my mother's house, where I spent most of my time, it was like... We didn't really have internet for a while. And then we had Encarta. So I would often... Encarta 98 was the one for sure. So I would often sit there and like... Just go... Like try and explore Encarta 98 as much as possible. It's kind of like that whole concept of limitations. It's like you don't have... You have things. You don't have everything. So you try and dive deeper into what you have. And so Encarta 98 became like the internet for me. Um, but then of course Wikipedia took that over eventually. So somebody was saying, yeah, is Wikipedia legit? I'm like, okay, <laughs> Wikipedia is as legit as it gets because there's references. Um, anyway, here's the Ottawa South blurb in Wikipedia. Ottawa South is a federal electoral district in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. It is represented by the House of Commons of Canada by quote-unquote David McGinty, brother of former Premier of Ontario, Ottawa South MPP, Dalton McGinty. It has been held continuously by liberal candidates since it was first contested in 1988. Ottawa South is a suburban, generally middle-class riding, notable for having the highest Arab population in Ontario. Now, geography. The riding is located within the city. I know this is the federal kind of element of it, but the political element. But you're going to see, you're going to hear some more shit here. The riding is located within the city of Ottawa. It is bounded on the north and east by Highway 417, 417, Queensway on the west by the Rio River and on the south by a line beginning at the Rio River and Hunk Club Road. And I think I was saying, oh, I was saying this in a video that you guys clearly didn't see. Um, the South Keys used to be called back in the day, it was Hunk Club. And then there was different areas of Hunk Club. It wasn't South Keys. Anyway, uh, Hunk Club Road, the east to Lime Bank Road, south to Leitrim Road, east to the CP rail line, north to Leicester Road, and then east along Leicester and Davidson Road to Conroy Road, north to Hunklub Road, and east along Hunklub and its prolongation to Highway 417. Neighboring districts include Ottawa-Vanier to the north, Orleans to the east, Carlton to the south, Ottawa west, Nepean, and Ottawa Center to the west. Ottawa South comprises the neighborhoods of Riverview, Eastway Gardens, Alta Vista, some static there. Alta Vista, Riverside Park, Billings Bridge, where I am. Well, Heron Park, where, where I really am. Mooney's Bay, Hunk Club Woods, Hunk Club Estate, Hunk Club Chase. You see all the Hunk Club. South Keys, Elwood, Herringate, Sheffield Glen, Airport Uplands, Elizabeth Park, Windsor Park Village, which is another little like hoodie kind of an area, aka Down Patrick. Uh, the Blossom Park and Blossom Park in the city of Ottawa. The total area is 76 kilometers squared. There are 233 polling divisions. I had something to say here. Mooney's Bay is another place that I always talk about. Uh, what was I going to say here? Whatever. Let me just keep reading. <laughs> Party support. 
The Liberal Party has held the riding since its creation in 1988. The closest election was a 7% Liberal win in 2006. The riding has voted Liberal. The riding, yeah, has voted Liberal even during progressive conservative and conservative governments. The NDP received its greatest level of support in the 2011 election at 18%. The Greens saw their highest vote here in 2008 with 7%. Political, I don't want to read the political geography here. <laughs> Demographics, ethnic groups. 62% white, 10.6% black, 9.6% Arab, 4.1% South Asian. 3.8% Chinese, 1.8% Latin American, 1.7% Aboriginal, 1.6% Southeast Asian, 1.5% West Asian, 1.5% Filipino. So, what is 100, 100 minus 62? 38%. So that's a that's a like let's just roughly say. The, the ethnic diversity in this part of town is actually very pronounced. Like, when I, like I, I'm constantly on the move throughout this part of town. And it's kind of like every other person I see in the street is not white. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the ethnic diversity is fairly high. Um, and it even becomes more pronounced. In the, so these are, these are the languages. So here, 57.4% English, 14.2% French, 8.6% Arabic. 2.7% Chinese, 2.1% Somali, 1.9% Spanish, 1.4% Italian, 1.1% Persian. Uh, writing associations. But I wanted to specifically read the South Keys Wikipedia. South. You can probably hear me typing. South Keys. South Keys, here we go. Oh yeah, this is what I really what I wanted to say, but I forgot about the how the city grows, and then there's these like the writings and the geographical distinctions and the, the geographical uh, namings change. Like throughout my childhood, South Ottawa was actually they called it Gloucester. So before it was even Hunkla, before it was even South Keys, it was Gloucester, and even till like I start, like I was living in. So I mentioned that neighborhood Windsor Park Village, uh, which is down Patrick. So in 2012, I was 2012, 2013-ish, I was living in Windsor Park Village. And even then, I was still getting mail. It's at Gloucester, Ontario. And that's kind of the thing with the amalgamation. It's like, so where my, where my pops lived, it was Nepean, quote-unquote Nepean, Nepean, Ontario. It's all just Ottawa now, but back in the day, if you, the moment you drove over Hogsback Bridge, you get into what is called Nepean, Ontario. I know this probably isn't interesting for people, but <laughs> I just wanted to get into it. Um, uh, Nepean, Ontario. So that's West Ottawa. So there was like a Nepean public library. There was, I don't even, I forgot how the police system, I wasn't paying attention back in those days, but I think it was OPP. I think that's how it was managed. They didn't have their own police force. Anyway. South Keys is a neighborhood in Gloucester Southgate Ward in the south end of Ottawa, Ontario. It is bounded by Johnston Road to the north, Albion Road to the east, the Airport Parkway to the west, the Hunt Club Road to the south. And like I jokingly call Hunt Club Road like the Hunt Club Highway because that's basically where it is. According to the Canada 2011 census, the neighborhood has a population of 2,849. 
The neighborhood is part of the South Keys Greenboro Community Association. South Keys was the first subdivision in Ottawa to be built south of the CNR Road, CNR Railroad in the 1960s. Businesses. The main business area of the neighborhood is the South Keys Shopping Center, first opened in 1996, which comprises 25 national chains and local stores. Demographics. The South Keys Shopping Center owner notes that there are 3,270 households comprising of 8,513 people within a one-kilometer radius of the shopping center. And transportation. There's the South Keys Transitway Station. Crime. The area has garnered a reputation for crime over time. The Ottawa Police crime mapping tool shows a number of usually minor crimes. Theft, vehicle, theft, and breaking law. There was a swarmings. There's a swarming phase back in the day, too. 2012, Ottawa Magazine noted the relatively high crime rate. Uh, then they list a bunch of shootings. <laughs> One of the notable... This was kind of sad, too. There was a... Oh, yeah, here it is. On July 28, 2013, around 9 a.m., the body of a deceased female was found in the ditch between the Kelsey's parking lot and Bank Street. The following day, she was confirmed as Melissa Richmond, who had been missing for the previous two weeks. It was Ottawa's seventh homicide of the year. Uh, August 2nd, her husband, Howard Richmond, was charged with first-degree murder. I remember that day, too. Like I said, I was living in Windsor Park Village, and um, I was on Twitter, and suddenly, like, it's like CTV's like, yeah, body found in Southeast parking lot. I'm like, oh, shit. So I went down, and I remember... There was one other, there was a helicopter flying. Like, I could hear the helicopter from where I was living. And as I walked closer, I could, you could, you know, there were, and it was like, there was one, was it CTV? CTV was there. I was there, and there was nobody else there. Um, and then as the kind of like, an, like, you know, the hours went on, it just became this huge, huge, huge pandemonium-like scenario in the parking lot. And it was like, you know, it was in like the little creek. Um, see, so what they're describing here, what they're describing here, in the ditch between the Kelsey's, the ditch is basically, it's like almost like a creek, but it's in the parking lot. And it used to be very covered. Like there were a lot of like bushes and stuff, and that's what makes it easier to, to dispose of something there. But they've since taken down all the, the, the bushes for this very reason. And then I remember the, throughout the rest of the night, it was like that whole strip of Bank Street was just locked down. There was cops, there was military police and RCMP and cops driving up and down. I don't know what they, like, because I had the radio show at the time, so I was somewhat reporting it. But it was interesting, you know, the level of, from a journalism standpoint, um, the lack of... You know, they you could tell that they just get sent out to a, to a scenario, to a situation, and they're supposed to, to cover it. But they don't really have info. That was kind of like one of my first instances of really dealing with journalists, like traditional journalists. They were asking me things. Um, I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. Um, and then, like, the Ottawa citizen showed up eventually, and they were asking around. I guess this is how they, they, this is, they, they, they kind of compile their stories just from information they gather from whoever happens to be standing around and then i guess they report it and then either they make a correction based on whether it's right or wrong or whatever and if it happens to be right it's right 
but that's one of those it's, that was one of those scenarios where I kind of had the first encounter with like okay this is here's a, a major crime incident and here are how journalists handle it who have been sent out especially especially since you know um, they weren't really using like I mean I, you know journalists and Twitter they have this relationship with Twitter that's like it tends to be how they source a lot of information um you know i've i've spoken about i know i'm going on a side tangent here i've spoken about how i've i've tweeted something and then i have had you see it all the time now go on twitter right now you're going to see journalists asking people on twitter about what's going on wherever they are so this is it was one of those citizen reporting scenarios um one of those citizen the traditional systems of journalism are very behind in comparison to just people in the street with a phone, um, people in the street with cameras, people in the street with mics. It's like often they are the, the they are the soldiers, the foot soldiers, the boots on the ground for the information, and then the traditional the the legacy media is far behind, and we all know this is more pronounced now than ever. So anyway, that's my little rant and rave. I know I went off on a tangent; it was kind of sad at the end there, but that's my little rant and rave about um. South Keys. Let me see if there's a Greenboro section here. Greenboro. Greenboro Station. Gloucester Southgate Ward. Eh, there's nothing really that interesting here. Okay. This is all. See, a lot of the. When you see a lot of this, maybe because it's only 25, 30 years old, a lot of the history you're going to find about the South Keys and Gloucester area isn't so compelling. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, 50 years from now, there'll be a little bit more. Like, they speak about, like, the gangs. I'm not even going to get into that here. The main gang in this area. I'm not getting into that, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not discussing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not discussing that on this. <laughs> Yet, anyway. They've kind of, I don't know, they've kind of calmed down a bit. Because one of the main one of the kind of OGs a couple years ago was gunned down. It might even have been last year. And that was the end of... It was like one of the main original founding members of this local gang in this part of town. He got shot down, so that was the end. And a couple other ones are gone or locked up or left town. So that's... I don't know if that's the end of them, but the, 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 you don't really hear their name as much in a lot of the local news stories. Anyway gonna end off the rant here um i've kind of gone longer than i expected because i don't know like i woke up this morning like i don't really have anything i was got this i almost didn't record today <laughs> you know what i mean i almost didn't record anything today and then but i think this is the and then maybe i can make this a short finishing scenario about the creative process it's like I've been speaking about the resistance. I've been speaking about talking yourself out of creative shit. I've been speaking about maybe not necessarily whatever they call writer's block, but like that's sort of related to what I'm talking about here. Like I almost didn't record. I almost had nothing to talk about. And then it's like, there's always something to talk about, yo. (laughs) You know, and this is kind of, you know, and you know, it seems like I go back and forth in a wishy-washy manner about how I want to use this these series of rants some of it is me some of it is history some of it is 
this mental health theme, it's all under this general theme of building confidence slash putting oneself out there slash getting out of your head slash overcoming you know struggles and battles and so on so it's all related you know what i mean even if it's like i'm making connections that almost seem weak it's like the creative process yo you gotta you need we being um i don't want to drop her name in the interview in the conversation that i had with this young person who had um mental health battles it's like we spoke about the creativity thing um it's often i think people because of the you see now the numbers you get caught up in the views you get caught up in the likes which can also be have a negative impact on your mind but really if it's if it's it's about putting yourself out there and then you connect with one or two people i think she mentioned like having a thousand youtube followers and then you're sharing gaming tips or whatever it's kind of like that's all that really matters again the numbers the stats the data it's like oh how many views did you get it's like who cares (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I know that almost seems counterintuitive to why you would even be on here. You know what I mean? But again, we haven't really hashed out the. the we haven't, in, regardless of whatever little studies pop up here and there, it's like we haven't really figured out the relationship that people have with um the net. Well, people that we haven't figured out the overall relationship that society has with the net. It's like, I'm sure if you take two people that post selfies, you know, some people are narcissistic and others aren't. But if you're, but someone who doesn't understand the digital world would be like, oh, they're all being narcissistic. So it's kind of like, ah, well, there's other, this is like Fitzbo, you know what I mean? Some of it is straight up narcissism. Some of it is, look at me, I have lost weight. Um, you can too. You probably think you can't. It's like I was on like one of these subreddits that I I don't really I go on Reddit. I have this wavering relationship with with Reddit. I went on yesterday though. One of the things that popped up in my Reddit home home feed or whatever you want to call it is like a dude my height who was eh, he's a couple inches taller than me. He's taller than me. He was in he's two he, his highest his highest weight was two hundred thirty pounds. And then he had dropped to 173. And I'm looking at him like, okay, 230 is your highest. I've been 70, 80, 90 pounds. Well, 30, yeah. 70, over, a little over 70 pounds higher. And you're, you're, you're like 15, 20 pounds lower. So this is actually an achievable thing, which is what I'm trying to push towards. Anyway, I'm now running out of bars here. So have a good day, folks. Peace. <laughs>